you're ready to take your leadership to the next level, you're in the right place. This is the Think on Purpose podcast, and I'm your host, Jen Fry. Let's dive in. If you have ever felt like you are super busy and you are doing all of the things and you cannot figure out why you're not actually moving forward in your business, I have the solution. Today, I want to talk about spinning your wheels and how to get out of that pattern so that we can actually get what we want. We can create the results that we desire. Welcome back to today's podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Jen Fry, and today is all about spinning your wheels. Now, I have actually had the experience of spinning my wheels. When I was in high school, we were out in a cornfield. I'm sure we were doing things we were not supposed to be doing, and it was super muddy, and my little Ford Escort got stuck in the mud. And I remember my friends trying to like push me out, and they had all these different strategies for what we should be doing. But it seemed like the harder we worked, the more that that car just sunk into the mud. And the more gas we gave it, the more that the tires just kind of spun around and we just were, we just got covered in mud from all of the like splatter coming off the tires. And I think that's how so many of us are using, are, are like running our days, right? Our day to day life. It's like we're in the car, we're in the driver's seat, and we're hitting the gas, but we are going nowhere. So when I think about spinning my wheels, it's all about furious action without traction. Action without traction. Because it feels super busy and we're we're seeing some things change, like we're seeing the mud splatter around, but we're not actually going anywhere. So why does this happen? Why do we feel so busy, but we're not actually moving forward? Well, I have a few thoughts on this. Number one, I think we are very distracted. I read a survey, um, some research that was done that said that in the U.S., distractions at work cost businesses $588 billion a year. And what are we distracted by? Well, social media is a big one. YouTube, we spend about 17 days per year on YouTube and about 15 days per year on Facebook. And that's just social media. That does not account for any other online shopping that's distracting us or conversations offline or any of the other rabbit holes that we might go down. If you haven't checked out my interview with Anna Havilliana, uh, The Rabbit Hole Runway, it's a great episode that talks about we think that we are being more intentional. We think that we're getting more work done, but actually multitasking is not the answer. So go back and check out that episode if you haven't listened yet. Okay, so we're distracted, number one. So we feel super busy. We're, we're hopping from task to task, and then we get a little bit interrupted, and we go down a website rabbit hole, or we get distracted by social media. That's the first one. The second thing that I see so often, and listen, I have done this too, is that we're saying yes to too many things. We're jumping from task to task. We're constantly changing. We're, we're asking our brain to change its focus. And there's research that says the maximum number of projects that we should be on at any one time is five. So if you're feeling tired at the end of the day, it is possible that you are just trying to do too many things. You have too many projects. You've said yes to too many things. And so throughout the day, you are switching tasks so often that your brain is just simply getting tired. 
Now, along the same lines is I see a lack of constraints that we're working a little bit on a lot of things and never finish. And I saw this quite a bit in my last job where it was my fault. I had so many priorities and I wanted people working on so many different things that we were taking these baby steps, but never actually moving forward, never actually getting to the point where an entire task was completed. So for example, maybe we wanted to revamp a program. We wanted to work on some marketing for a different area of of the business. And then maybe we also had something like a customer service um, initiative that we were trying to take. We were moving forward. Every meeting, we would be taking the steps. We'd be talking about these things, but taking little baby steps on three, five, 10, 15 different projects doesn't actually feel good because nothing actually feels completed. That's what happens when you get to the end of the day and you're like, I was super busy, but I don't actually know what I accomplished. Taking little tiny steps doesn't actually feel like we've moved anywhere because those steps are so small. It's the difference between if I give 100 people a flashlight and we all put one flashlight and we aim it toward a wall, we're all kind of illuminating different spots. But if we all can come together and we all shine those flashlights on one specific spot on the wall, now we see the difference. Now we can really like, we can see the impact of all of us working together. So that's the difference. We still are going to take small steps, right? Because we know incremental change is how it happens. But if we can focus on one project at a time, that is actually going to get us to the end goal faster than if we try to start and try to initiate lots of different projects. So if you are a manager, if you are a leader, I invite you to consider what is the workload that you're giving to your team? Are you doing it like I did and trying to get five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 things moving at once? Or are you constraining and deciding on purpose one project, one initiative, completing that and moving to the next? Really consider what is the workload that you're giving your team? Okay, here's the other thing that I see that we do is there is no plan. It's just complete disorganization, whether that's a disorganized workspace, your desk, your computer, your desktop. You don't have to raise your hand. I'm not trying to call anyone out, but consider what is your work environment. If you have 50, 75 shortcuts on your desktop, or maybe it's not even shortcuts, maybe it's the actual document itself. How much time are you wasting trying to remember where you saved something or where you put a piece of paper or where you put that email? I have a, a shout out to my, to my old coworker, Jen, who she had the best filing system of anyone I've ever met because if I needed to find an email, it was I was 100% sure that she would have it because she was so organized in how she, how she managed her email files, how she managed her paper files. It can save us so much time if we can have a little bit of organization, if we can have a little bit of thoughtfulness around where are we putting these documents? How are we saving things? We actually waste around 45 minutes every day because of our unorganized workspaces. That means four hours a week. So just consider that. What would it be like if you had four extra hours every week in your schedule simply because you've been a little bit more organized? What would it be like if you had an extra 15 days per year simply because you spent less time on Facebook, right? So just noticing how we're spending our time 
feels super busy, but it's not actually impactful. And that's the difference. Now, another study that I was reading says that on average, 28% of our work time is spent reading or replying to emails. Now, you're never going to believe this. The average employee checks email 11 times per hour. And 84% of people keep their email open in the background. So this speaks to really all of these, right? It's the not constraining, the, the lack of focus, the lack of organization. Of course, it's going to feel extremely busy and hectic when I'm constantly switching between an Excel file and then a Word document, and then I'm going back to check my emails, and then I have a conversation, and then I check Facebook. So just consider what is your workflow? Are you taking advantage of how your brain works and doing like tasks all at once? Or are you just going back and forth between all these open tabs on your computer and therefore having all these open tabs in your brain and making it just so much more taxing on your brain to get work done? So we mentioned emails. So just a quick plug, don't forget to get on my email list. This is where I share weekly tips about leadership and self-care. They're actionable. It's a quick email because I don't want you with your head down in your email all day. I want you to get back out there and save the world. So here's a couple tips. Um, The first thing I want you to start thinking about is planning. Planning and organizing. And most people have a lot of resistance to this idea because the first thing that they say is, I don't have time to plan. I don't have time to organize. I'll do it later. But the truth is, we don't actually like, like, it's like driving your car and being like, well, I don't have time to stop for gas. It doesn't even make sense. The truth is, we, we don't have time to not plan. We cannot afford to not be organized. I'm not saying you have to be color-coded. You don't even have to be alphabetized. It just has to be a system that works for you. So this year, make this commitment. If you don't already have a system of organization that works for you, this is the time to do it. This is also the time to start thinking about how does that that scheduling work for you? What is the scheduling that you want to try? Is it time-blocking? Is it checking your email a certain number of times a day? Is it putting an out-of-office message on your emails so that people know when they can reach you? Is it closing your door? What are the things that will help you to be organized and focused? In the book, Eat the Frog by Brian Tracy, he says that 10 to 12 minutes invested in planning your day will save at least two hours of wasted time and effort. So think about that. You're investing 10 to 12 minutes in planning in order to save two hours of time. On average, Brian Tracy also says that we spend three hours a day on interruptions. So plan that in. Consider how how that matches with your workflow. What most of us do is we just have a big long list of things that need to happen, but then it all sort of falls apart and we just start fighting fires. So consider how are you going to organize your files, your papers, your computer, desktop, your desk, your workspace? And how are you going to organize your mind by planning your day? Second thing I want you to consider is prioritizing. What can you say no to? What can you drop? Um, I think I've mentioned this book a couple of times, but it's called Real Self-Care by Dr. Lakshman. And she says that when we feel like we're juggling too many balls, we have to decide which ones are made of glass and which ones can we drop especially if you are trying to give everything equal importance and priority, it makes sense that you are taking action without getting traction. 
So priorities and prioritize, and that's going to be part of that planning as well. The next thing I want you to consider is acknowledging all of the progress that you have made, the things that you are doing. Because what most of us do is walk through our day thinking about all the things that we haven't done yet. So consider just giving yourself two to three minutes. And I like to do this at the end of my day. What did I actually get done today? What did I actually accomplish? What was the thing that helped me move forward? And if you're struggling with this, this can be a really good indicator that you need a little bit more planning in your day. Here's the last one. And I wonder how much resistance comes up for you with this suggestion or this solution. So send me an email. I would love to know. I really want to encourage you to stop, to rest, to live and enjoy life. I know it sounds counterintuitive because what we want to do when we feel like we are busy, like we're like we need to keep taking action, we want to keep taking more action. But that's exactly the problem is we get ourselves into this vicious cycle where we do a lot of stuff, but then we feel frustrated because it's not moving us forward. So then we do more stuff instead of sleeping or resting or connecting. And then we feel frustrated. And then we decide that the solution is to do more stuff. And so then we're not organizing. We're not planning. We're not being thoughtful. We are just pushing that gas pedal down and the mud is flying everywhere off the tires and it feels like it might make a difference, but it actually doesn't. And then we feel frustrated and we just keep going in this. It's not even just a loop. It's like a spiral where we keep spiraling between frustration and working harder and not resting and not connecting and not sleeping and not enjoying until we end up in burnout. And that is what I do not want for you, especially at the start of a brand new year. I really want you to be able to come at this year fresh and renewed and feeling like you make a difference. Because the truth is you do. No matter what your industry is, the way that we treat people, the way that we connect people with people, the way that we mentor our team members, that makes a real difference. So I want you to really consider how can you plan, prioritize, acknowledge what you've already done, celebrate what you actually are doing, and give yourself permission to stop and rest. Because when we continue to spin our wheels, we cause suffering not just for ourselves, but really for those around us because people around us need us to be at our best. And if we can't be at our best, we at least need to be on the good side most of the time because as leaders, we impact other people. So this is really important. I'd love to know what resonates. What are you willing to try for the new year? Drop me an email and I'll see you all soon. Hey, don't forget to like and follow me on Instagram at jen.fry.coaching where we share more tips, more personal stories, and continue our journey to think on purpose. And if you like today's episode, click those three dots and share it with a friend.